I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. TMS is brought to you daily by the support of our patrons at patreon.com/tms, like Getty Brigham, Robert Graham, and Scott Perino. Coming up on TMS, Blue Crotch, brought to you by Vix. So long, farewell, off leader Zanex wife. Moisten your reed. Getting drilled with an eggplant. Oompa Loompas. Why did it have to be Oompa Loompas? Parental discretion face. Timothy Shaladunaway. Beaver ruin. <laughs> Crotchaseptic. How to dashery. Sorry for the maggots. Buy milk and have fun doing it. Prison sentences are now 20% off. Crime doesn't pay when it's on sale. Series S socks with Stephen and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. The following feature has been rated R by the Motion Picture Association of America. It is intended for mature audiences and parental discretion is advised. I am sick of her face, but I love her voice. The Morning Stream. He's taking a dump in a can. You know what? Before I forget, congratulations to Scott Fletcher's daughter, Kara, who just graduated oh, college. Oh, yeah. I saw the photos this weekend on Facebook. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So cool. It's pretty awesome. She's going into yeah. special ed uh, education, uh, and she got a, a, a Bachelor of Science in that. And I just think that's awesome. She's all grown up. Congratulations to all the Fletchers for all their their great accomplishments in their lives. That's and right. welcome to the, the morning one, stream. Sorry, go ahead. Is she the one who blew a not a trumpet, but a uh, her trombone in your ear during one of the blindfolded? Um, <laughs> no, uh, that was the youngest youngest one, I think. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yes. she. I didn't hear that or expect that to happen, and that hurt. I remember that hurt my ears. <laughs> It's this was a, an old for for those of you who don't remember. This was an old uh, nerdtacular uh, during one of the game show things that I was doing. We had Scott blindfolded to identify a Funko Pop or something, yep. and uh, or it might have been the um, uh, the the taboo movie poster taboo or something. But anyway. Um, uh, we had the youngest Fletcher daughter show up with her trombone and just go in Scott's ear. Yeah, right in my freaking ear, you guys. <laughs> I have to admit, it really caught me off guard because I was like, what is that? Yeah. Where is that even coming from? I had no you know, idea. A little bit of spit yeah. comes out. A little bit of spit every time. Yeah, that's the way right it works. Through the, right through the brass. Oh, yeah. man. Freaking <laughs> brass brass uh, instrument reeds, like the reeds yeah. they use. Oh, I know. Got to suck on my reed to make oh, it a little gosh. softer before I uh, perform today. It's so foul. 
I just feel like as a modern society, we should have a better way of getting that work done, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah. Moist read. Um, anyway, <laughs> we're here uh, to do a show. We're glad to be back, everybody. Hope you're all doing well. Uh, we got a follow-up from Jay. You know Jay Funktastic in our in our. I crowd. do know Jay Funktastic. Had the pleasure of meeting uh, uh, him and his girlfriend in, in New Orleans. We... Uh, we had a, a, a mufalada sandwich together. I don't know if it was a mufalada, but we did have a sandwich at, uh, at a place that made mufaladas right right down the street from the the freaking beignet place. It was nice. fantastic. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Oh man, beignets. on the on the coldest weekend of the year in uh, in New Orleans. Like, oh, what was it? What was it cold? I don't remember. It was cold and windy. It was like forty uh, something degrees, and the week before and the week after it was like in the sixties and seventies. Nothing weirder. Nothing colder than when the South gets a cold snap and it's still yeah. humid and everything oh, just goes right through you, just tears right through. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. You're wearing it. You walk outside and you are the snowman. To the bone. Yeah. Right. It's not good. Anyway, uh, tip of the hat. To Jay Fantastic wrote in. Yeah, Jay wrote in. <laughs> or he actually called in is what he did. Oh, called in. Okay. Because uh, right. we, had, we had said something to him via the chat when uh, The Sound of Music came up and uh, Brian had finally seen this film. So this was a whole, we had a whole conversation. Anyway, this is his follow-up to give us a little bit of uh, context. So enjoy. Hi, Scott and Brian. This is for TMS. This is Jay Funktastic. Yesterday during the pre-show, I threatened to leave the chat if Brian kept singing the songs from The Sound of Music. I didn't mean I was leaving because of Brian's singing. Brian, you have a lovely singing voice. No, I threatened to leave because that was my ex-wife's favorite movie. And for eight long years, I had to suffer the extended edition Blu-ray of that movie at least <laughs> once a month, along with her singing those songs all, all the time around the house. So now, whenever I hear those songs, all I have is her shrill, out-of-tune meat grinder of a voice banging around my head for the rest of the day. <laughs> so that's why I threaten to leave. Love you, boys. Gotcha. Keep up the good work. Love the show, though. Oh, man. That's awesome. Man. I hope at the divorce hearing when when the uh, you know the judge said all right that that settles that I guess he doesn't do that they usually do it in a conference room or something mm. but on the, on her way out you went goodbye farewell <laughs> off leader sing good night <laughs> and bobbing up and down like that like Brian you guys the people yeah. listening at home you missed Brian's dance that was pretty good that was pretty good <laughs> uh, I'm sorry to hear that she was uh, such a shrill singer that's a bummer. You know? Yeah, it is a bummer. Jeez. Did that contribute to? I, I, I want to ask further questions. Was that part of the reason you divorced her? Is because you know? I'm sure that wasn't. You know, that, there were probably much bigger reasons. Uh, probably, but uh, one would yeah. assume. But it's the little stuff assume. that gets under your fingernails. Yeah, right? it's, it's that was kind of like I never have to hear that again. Thank goodness. Oh wait, Brian is singing it. Crap. Crap. What are we gonna do? Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, thank you for that, Jay. We appreciate the follow through. Um, okay. You know the Farrago soundboard that I use? Yeah. I like it a lot. It's great. It's like, hey, Scott, can you uh, play the, let's see, let's let's do part of the film sack intro. Oh, look at that. I can play that. Sure. Hey, Scott, can you play, um, I don't know, a Diablo thing? Oh, sure. I can play a Diablo thing. Really easy when you're looking at it. But hey, Scott, quickly play uh, Slurp My Butt. Slurp. Hold on a second. I'm going to find it. Oh, no, that's not it. Uh, Uh, I got to find it. See, it's not in there. No, that's not it. It actually has to be in here. Oh, no, that's not it. It has to be in here for me to get it. And that one's not in there. But anyway, uh, (laughs) so that actually is part of the story here. Um, they have a search now, which is great. So if you have multiple boards, I think I have 12 in here that are all set up yeah. for different shows. 
I can search across them and find something very quickly if it's in here. So if I was looking for, I don't know, let's just look for anything with Brian on it. So here's one. Hey, uh, is it uh, too early to get a fish sandwich? That's the first result. Okay. <laughs> but what happens with this, with this search is it is it now populates it with not only stuff that's locally in your version, but also re- results from freesound.com, which seems like a cool way to find something maybe you might need. You sure. Know? Right. All of a sudden. Yeah. So absolutely. I've got like a, here's one called Brian 5W. I don't even know what it is, but I'll just play it. Uh, see what happens here. Sometimes it loads. There we go. So I don't know. I don't know what that is. Brian 5W. So it's somebody doing something. Here's one called Brian Eno type beat. Okay. This is kind of like a Brian Eno style music. Yeah. So it's all these like free with, with things. With no that, beat whatsoever. Yeah, there's sure. zero yeah, beat yeah, yeah, in yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, which might actually make... <laughs> This might actually make what I'm about to play make sense. The fact that these results are kind of bad. Yeah. Um, the other day I searched for, where is it? I think I just searched for film sack or something. And it gave me a bunch of results. And one of them was this. And I'll just play it for you. And by the way, the file was called uh, CV. That's all I knew. All right. I'm like, what's CV? Okay. That's weird. I'll play right. that. So I hit play and this is what I got. My favorite candy is called the vagina. What's that about? <laughs> Do you guys over at Rogue Amoeba really want this? these mice, these search results? This, They're nonsense. Is this what you want to have happen when somebody uses your search? Yeah, That's, it's uh, just nonsense. Wow. It's just total nonsense. And you can disable it. It's not a thing you have to use. But, you know, if I search, so let's get a little weird here. And let's you, say I you search You do have for, that permanently now, though, right? That is like... Oh, hell yeah. We're keeping that. Yeah. Good, yeah. Excellent. Yeah, this is a great find. But let's give me give me a keyword. Let's just let's just try one. Right. Um, sunflower. Sunflower. All right. Something that's really often connected with audio with exactly. no sound. So now it's doing it's doing the results. Okay. So here we have. Here's one. I'll hit play. It's like a little audio soundscape. Crickets. Yeah. You can visualize some sunflowers blowing in yeah. the breeze. Here's sure. another one. Uh, this is eating a sunflower seed. Oh, you'll love that then. John, please. Yeah. Yeah, let's turn that off. Misophonia. Make it stop. Um, there's one called Food Fight. Let's see what that is. It's taking a little while to load. Oh, it's a nine minute thing. Oh, it's it's a very going to be a very quiet track if it's a sunflower seed food fight. What is this? Oh, it's birds fighting over oh, their feed. Oh, birds fighting over sunflower seeds. Yeah. Sure. There's another one, hot sunflower oil in a stock pot, hot sunflower oil in a stock pot with several something in it. I can't read the rest of that. Let's see. Kitchen atmosphere with clicky sunflower sounds. Like it, it's do- doing what it's supposed to do. But if you search for anything that's even remotely risque. Yeah. I don't know. Like, not that this is an app kids use, but like, you know, <laughs> like if I went. Um, how about, how about uh, let's do uh, something that like, you know. Normally, you wouldn't think of risque, but you you put in the right context. Eggplant. Eggplant. I like that. That's actually a good one. Okay, eggplant, one word. Oh, no results. I'm surprised. Oh, really? All right, all right. Maybe not eggplant. I'll try this two um, words, see if it changes. I doubt it, though. Oh, it did somehow. Okay, so here's eggplant. Uh, (laughs) Let's see what happens. I'll just play it. Uh, Okay, here you go. How about fixing the cable? Like what is that? That's yeah, that's so not eggplanting. No, it's not at all. Fixing the cable. 
Someone's getting drilled with an eggplant. Apparently, that's what's happening there. All right, let me try fixing the cable. Here's what you get. Okay. That sounds like maybe somebody's trying to fix a cable, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, with their tongue, perhaps? Yeah. yeah. Um, if I do... Let's see. What's this? Tra. Oh. Tra. Chirf. Ot. You. <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know what any of that is. That's my point, though. These results are terrible. Yeah. What's Why even tie your service to this? It seems stupid to me. And if I search for the word vagina like our last clip had, which yeah. is not what I searched for the first time, sure, sure, there's sure. a ton of this. And I don't want to play these because I'm nervous. Like, here, yeah. listen to this one. Um, I don't want to play these, but here's one right now. I mean, let me read you one. I'm going to play it. Uh, many, vi- many vaginal, or sorry, vi- many vaginal vocal variations. I don't want to find out what that means. <laughs> Come on, um, you totally do though. That cla- you totally do though, right? All right, well, let's mean- try. Let's try this one. Hopefully, this isn't uh, bad. Yeah. Let's see. This one says that cloud looks like a vagina. That cloud looks like a vagina. Oh, it's that guy. So it's our guy. It's the same guy. It's his favorite candy, and it's also his favorite cloud. How about this one? Vagina much? Vagina much? Wow. So he really—that's all. He just sat in a room for a weekend and recorded. Five thousand uh, variations on uh, uh, the word vagina. Okay. How about this one? Vagina, vagina, vagina. <laughs> uh, I give up. It's too weird. Oh jeez, it's too yeah. weird. So I'm not using that feature anymore. Is what I'm saying. We're done with that. <laughs> uh, I held wow. on to something from. I, t- I, t- I teased it last week that I had something from Joey Image, our wrestling fan. Oh, listener. right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Our rest- or, uh, previous wrestler. He's wrestling not wrestling fan. Anymore. Wrestling, yeah. Uh, wrestling. Fan, uh, I'm a uh, fan of him. Yeah, luminary. Uh, wrestling yes. luminary, Joey Image. Wrestling celebrity. And, uh, celebrity. <laughs> I'm just saying we should probably, somebody needs to just go knock on his door make sure everything's all right. Because this oh, is, no, okay. This all is right. what he put up on some some social thing, and I had to capture it. It's so weird. Here you go. It's time to go buy some milk. Please have a great time buying milk. What, what, what do you do with that? <laughs> Isn't that weird? That's weird. Yeah. Maybe it's, you know, he basically just, uh, this is how he does his reminders. Basically, he he says, all right, at one o'clock, remind me to buy milk. And instead of just your phone, your Siri saying, please buy milk. And mm. he has to play this audio, which also not only reminds him to buy milk, but also wishes him a, a good time buying it. Oh, that's true. Don't just buy milk. Buy milk and have fun while you're buying it. Buy milk and milk. have fun doing it. Exactly. All yeah. right. Well, then, look, those are the kind of results I want out of my sound searches. I don't want no more vaginas. <laughs> Right. Can you upload that to the uh, whatever that that uh, freesound.com? Yeah, we could do yeah. it. I don't know. They don't even. I mean, that's just some kind of site with a API. I think. I think anybody. Yeah, it's just them. finding things that other people have posted and, and <clears throat> tagged carefully online. Yeah, and you would be shocked how many of them, like most of the internet, are sex related. Yes. Oh, really? Shockeroni. Yeah, and, really. And shock. how many of the sex related ones? About eighty-four uh, percent are just that guy who's <laughs> like. You know, doing slogans. The best part of waking up is vagina. <laughs> the vagina. <laughs> With a name like vagina, it has to be good. <laughs> the kind of guy he's the kind of guy I either want to meet and hang out with or totally avoid. Every kiss begins with vagina. Vagina. Every kiss. It's candy. It's <laughs> candy. <laughs> anyway, Joey, thanks for that weirdness and I hope you're all right. Okay. And you should be happy while getting your milk. Have a good time. 
while buying That's right. milk. Please do. Yes. Yeah. Right. We don't do milk anymore. We do the we do the the oat milk. The now. soy. Oh, the oat. Yeah. Right. We do the oat as well. Yeah. Boy, if I found thanks to um, oh shoot, can't remember who it was, but somebody in our tadpole suggested Calafia Farms. Uh, for coffee creamer, boom, love it. There's like a barista blend oat milk coffee creamer that they make that is, uh, it's fantastic. Why is that uh, familiar? They recommended the coconut one. I'm not a huge coconut fan, so I, I, you know, got some of them like, uh, not, not so much that, but, um, but the oat milk uh, that's just straight up unsweetened, unflavored oat milk creamer is great. Is it the, they're the ones with the blue, kind of bluish? Uh, yeah, bluish, and their their uh, their boxes shaped like part of a German industrial factory. Oh yeah, there it is. Look at that; those are cool. <laughs> I like that packaging. Yeah. Okay, we yeah. have a bottle of this. I, I I've never tried it for anything because I don't do. I'm not a coffee drinker, but yeah, Kim uses it for something. I'll good. find out. This looks great. It's super good. Adds a little bit of uh, softening of the coffee flavor without adding any any flavor to distract you from it. So it's it's very very good. Oh, and they got the, they got peppermint mocha. They got holiday nog. They, do. they have they do have good flavors. And I did try their um, Tina wanted me to try their vanilla because she likes you know vanilla flavor in her coffee. And I was like, oh, this is good too. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna go back to the original, but uh, nice every once in a while to get a little flavor thing. And as you know, as the two Mel's, the Emma, the Jerry, and the, uh, I can't remember who else, who am I forgetting, the the uh, uh, Beckham said, uh, spice up your life. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, they have a matcha that you just pour on ice. Ooh, ooh, I like matcha. Yeah. All right. I decided, by the way, mm. I, um, I'm si- I signed up for... The, so Magic Mind, they figured it out. Oh, we're going to uh, suggest a sponsorship for Soundography, and we're going to send them samples and have them try it for five days and see what they think so they can do their sponsorship. Got it. I loved it, man. I, I totally signed up for a subscription. Those are good, right? They're really good, and yeah. I totally noticed a difference in the days that I took it. Yeah. No, we could yeah. tell on the show. I totally could tell. Yeah. You just yeah, had, you could tell here because I was... Yeah. I mean, you weren't. It wasn't that. I wasn't like that. It wasn't you were hyper, like, you but could I was. Just tell you had like new energy. It's hard I had to new energy for sure. You know what so, I could go uh, for today? I could go for some new energy. That's what I could. Yeah. Do. Yeah. I got one up in the fridge. Great eighties band, new energy. <laughs> <laughs> I have a whole box of them in the fridge. I should just take do one. You? Yeah. Oh, you, know, you should totally. I yeah. I didn't think yeah. about it this morning. I should have grabbed one. Uh, MagicMind.com/slash Brian Ibbett, all caps. Two B's, two T's in Ibbett. Nice. MagicMind.com slash Brian Ibbett. Yep. Get that last Wish we could do, I don't know why they didn't do soundography, but now Hammond has to tell people uh, it's you know, slash Brian Ibbett. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's weird. Okay. Soundography is easier to spell if you don't know your last name. Yeah. It is. It totally is, right? You can sound out soundography. Yeah. Ibbett is a bit of a shot in the dark. You're like, is it I-B-B-T or I-B-B-O-T? Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Uh, Tell me all about the Willy Wonka movie because I heard it was good. Yeah. Saw that Saturday night and um, uh, went in in very hopeful because I'm a fan of uh, Neil uh, Hannon who did the... um, the the um, songwriting, the composing, mm. and he's a lead singer and sing, singer songwriter for a band called The Divine Comedy, one of my favorite bands. Mm. So when I found out he was involved, I'm like, oh great. Well, he apparently, I mean, I I don't know this, but based on how good it was, the sound for the soundtrack, I'm sure he listened a ton to the Anthony Newley original for the uh, the Gene Wilder Willy Wonka movie, mm. and um, 
uh, and really captured that sound, that uh, that that musical sound. And this is a musical. Uh, one of my friends that works at a movie theater says, "Yeah, we get a lot of old people coming up to the uh, the complaint or the customer service desk complaining about Wonka saying." I didn't think it was going to be a musical. Oh, jeez! It's like, what? Have you not seen any of the even the even the Johnny Depp one was a musical? Yeah, even what that had music in it. Yeah. I mean, the one that everyone <laughs> loves and thinks of from their childhood—that thing was chock Absolutely. full of it. Absolutely, is totally full of music. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, the rest of it, like the the movie itself, freaking has so much damn heart in it. Tina and I came out of that thing like this was this was opening weekend, but we saw it Saturday and it had opened Thursday. Um, the movie ended and people are, you know, usually on a Thursday night, you see a movie op- very opening night. People applaud when it's over if they enjoyed it, yeah. but usually not all the way through the weekend. Saturday night, people seeing this and it was like the audience applauded like at the end of the, the film. That's great. Nobody had- to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> they loved it. Sure. Um, it was, it's, uh, it's beautifully done the um the story is heartwarming and sweet they don't try to make you know they don't try to explain every willy wonka thing mm. um uh in the in the prequel like uh you know like the indiana jones one that we keep bringing up um <laughs> you know they they basically say here's who he is here's why he is some of the way he is and uh but we're not going to explain every single darn thing about it and again it is a um, direct prequel to the gene wilder movie it's a direct prequel to the gene wilder movie yeah they yeah. you know the oompa loompa song uh gets its you know you hear you hear it in this um how's hugh grant as the oompa loompa guy he's great yeah. he's uh <laughs> he's actually uh the the special effects for that are great but he he pulls it off and it's just funny because he kind of pronounces it oompa loompa as oh, opposed to Oompa Loompa. Really? That's so when he's singing, Oompa Loompa Doopa Dee Doo. Uh, but, it's, but, uh, but that aspect was great. Timothy Chalamet did kind of the thing you wanted Timothy Chalamet to do. To be prominent, but not to overdo it. Um, Gene Wilder was a, was a good singer, uh, but he wasn't like, you know, he's not... Uh, um, Frank Sinatra level or, or Michael blue Blay or something like that. Right. Um, uh, and Timothy Chalamet kind of the same kind of thing, you know, a really good at, at, at enunciating while he sings and hitting the notes so you can understand the lyrics and all that sort of thing. But, um, but he didn't need to be any more than that. And he was, uh, and he wasn't. And, uh, um, was there ever a scene where he yelled at the top of his lungs, freedom for Arrakis? Or anything like that. <laughs> he never did. No. Okay. No, he never. <laughs> That's a shame. The only thing you will ever connect with Timothy Chalamet apparently is Dune. Yeah, well, you got to put. But, you know, then don't then then don't watch his uh, what he does with an apricot. You got to put a hand. Name. You got to put a hand in a box that wants to kill you while a lady yeah. holds a little stinger thing next to your neck. All those things. I expect that in all Timothy Chalamet films moving forward. That's just the deal. Yeah. Uh, well, good. I, there was half a dozen people at our at our family get together last night that also saw it and loved it. Everybody was raving yeah. about it. Little kids liked it. Yeah. Adults liked it. I got a big old tough gun owning, you know, traditionalist dude in our in our extended family who was uh-huh. like, really? I loved Wonka. It was and so he liked good. it. Oh, oh my god, that's fantastic. It. He loved it. He also liked Barbie. So that guy's a mystery. That guy's a mystery. I can't figure him out. Um, <laughs> that's great though. We want to see. We want to see it, and I'm glad to hear it's not. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why. I, th- I don't know why it was like, you know, we got this Timothy Chalamet's in in 
in danger of overexposure these days. Sure, sure. And I understand when people get a little weird about that or they get down on somebody simply mm-hmm. because Look they're... at what happened. To, there was such a backlash about Chris Pratt, right? Because, oh, he's doing the voice of this and now he's doing the voice of that. And now he's in this movie and he's in this other thing. Yeah. It can be too much or at least feel like it's too much sometimes. Yeah. But uh, I'm fine with him. He's fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a weird-looking, skinny-looking little dude. <laughs> he's, he's he's a talented kid. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, he done. deserves the, the praise he's getting. He was funny on SNL. He's uh, he's funny when he's uh, uh, being parodied by Chloe Fineman yeah. on SNL. Yeah. I liked it when he was, uh, what was the, it was the SNL one, a previous uh, guest starring of his where him and um, Pete Davidson are doing that rap thing. That yeet. Yeet! Oh yes, yeah. Right. Uh, that put me in stitches. That made me laugh so hard. <laughs> he's yeah, he's he's good at uh, kind of a little self-deprecation like that. Yeah, yeah. Spice must flow. All that. He's great. <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, well, that's cool. I'm. It'll, I be nice, see it. it'll be nice for you to see it in other movies, and so that you know, Dune isn't the only thing you can think it's of. It's all I can think of right show. now. I will yeah. admit it. That and the King. He was really good. Dune and Yeet. Uh-huh. Yeah, Dune Yeet. Uh, has some, apparently being very inappropriate with a peach or something, according to right. you and others. <laughs> That's right. What's that from? What's that movie? Apricot. Apricot. Call me by your name. Call me by your name. All right. Yes. I think I'll avoid it. <laughs> it sounds awful. I don't want to know. You know, everything else about that movie is really sweet and really nice. And uh, um, yeah. Just the peach part. <laughs> Just the peach. Apricot, Scott. Apricot. Apricot, sorry. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's have some fun with Dunaway. All right, our very our very own yeah. Timothy Chalamet like yeah. character here on the show. Uh, he comes on. <laughs> this the he has the same hair as uh, Timothy Chalamet for sure. sure right? yeah, yeah, he's a right. he's an entertainer. He's uh, the ladies like him. You they know, do. He's, he's all those things and more. Here we go. That music designates that it's time for the morning half asses. And joining us on the phone, as always, for this is Mr. Brian Dunaway. Hello, Brian. No, oh, hi, Scott and Brian. How is Hello. your leading up to Christmas week? How's it going? Oh, you know, uh, getting it done. We're getting yeah, there. Yeah, still have a few more things I need to uh, <laughs> to order. I'm not liking the lack of enthusiasm here. <laughs> it's got me worried. You know. As soon as I as soon as I feel like I'm on top of all the things that I need to do before Christmas, I will be able to sit back and enjoy the week there leading you go. up to Christmas. There you go. Yeah, that's yeah. the I mean yeah. that's yeah. that's absolutely true. My, how about you though? How are you doing with all your Christmas preparation and fun? I'm I'm ready, man. I've yeah. already got my feet kicked up going, bring it on. Where are my gifts? Come in, get to know me better, man. Get, yeah, get to know me better, man. Are you are you uh, but you're like us, you're like me and Brian where we're like we don't need anything. We, yeah, we no. kind of. No, no, we kind of no, no, no. I don't need anything. I want though. Gimme, yeah. gimme, 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 gimme. Like the Garfield it, thing. It's just like uh, J.D. McPherson. By the way, great album. If you haven't listened to it yet, now's the time of year to listen to "Socks" by J.D. McPherson. It is a great Christmas album that is no covers at yeah. all, all originals. And, uh, and, and you're fantastic. getting socks for Christmas, just you're like that. Socks for yep. Christmas. There's a whole song about getting socks for Christmas. Why? Why waste mm-hmm. wrapping paper on a stupid pair of socks? I agree. Uh, but one of his one of his you songs get, wait, is. Wait, you get uh, pairs of socks? Always get always get multiple <laughs> pairs. I get like six really? pairs of socks. Really? Yeah. Every year, I, I could actually use yeah. a few pairs of socks. I hope I get some this year. Yeah. I'm right uh, on the cusp of my feet being too big, so it's like all the socks are like eight to 12 mm. that's us sizes mm. and oh, i wear really? 13s so <laughs> to get, to, if you go if you go 13 yeah. or above 
they always go. You know what oh, they that's say? Gonna be a special, that's going to be a special order. Yeah, they say it's expensive socks feet, is what they say. Big feet, expensive socks. <laughs> that's big, right. Big, oh, that's crap. exactly yeah, what they I, say. How come you? So you're how tall are you? Dunaway. I'm like five eleven. Okay, so you're five eleven. I'm, a, I'm, I'm a six. Chump. I'm six three and a half. Almost six four. Why do you have these yeah. gigantic boat feet? <laughs> and I have for better, I, for, ba- for balance. I yeah. can wear. You know, I can get seen, away with nine and a half. Have you ever seen? You ever seen? You ever seen Rayman? You know how everything is like. He's got giant hands and feet. That's me. I'm like average size, giant hands and feet, <laughs> and my arms don't exist. It's mm. just weird. <laughs> See, because I mine's all really, giant yeah. head, tiny feet. Don't know why. Yeah, Dunaway apparently is built like one of those L-shaped rulers we had in drawing the school. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm those uh, things. I'm those well called? balanced. I'm, I am name. well balanced. Those had a name. They had a name. I can't remember what they are. Oh. It wasn't a triangle. It wasn't a T-square. It was like with those weird. It was just a right triangle. A right, right. Not protractor. Right, oh. No, it's like ruler, the big. What Brian's talking about is exactly the right thing. It's like a. It's like an, a an big L. L. L-shaped. And sometimes they were large. Talking about an L. Yeah, yeah, they were sometimes very big. You could use them on a drafting table or something. Mm-hmm. And they had a name. Yeah. You mean and, with the thing that we all called L's because that's what it looked like. Did it have a name? Right. It was L. Give me the L. Yeah, give me the yeah. L. Give me the lose, the loss, or whatever. <laughs> whatever the kids say today. Anyway, let's play this game. It's the half asses, and Brian will explain how it works and who will win what. That's uh, correct. Yes, you're welcome to the morning half asses, a trivia game where I'm actually going to be giving the two of you the answers. I'm going to give Scott and Brian a category and six possible answers. Three of those answers are correct, and three of those, like Timothy Chalamet and anything but Dune, are uh, incorrect. Depending on how confident they feel with the category, they can provide one, two, or three guesses, but if they get anything wrong, they get zero points for that round. Get one right gets a point. Get two right gets two. Uh, I'm sorry, three points. I don't even understand my own game. Uh, get two, two right gets you three <laughs> points. Get all three correct. You get five points total. The player with the most points after three rounds wins the prize for their contestant. And who are our contestants? Well, let me tell you right now. Scott, you're going to be playing for Jonathan in Houston. Brian, you're going to be playing for Jason in Goose Creek, South Carolina. Oh, Somebody close oh, by. Look baby, I know where Goose Creek is. Yeah, I'll yeah. go hand deliver it. No, I won't. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you go. Just dump it on the side of the road like those TVs you always pick up. Do it that right, way. Right, there you go. Yeah, yeah. or a couch. I don't yeah. pick them up off the side of the road yeah, anymore. Anymore, but you did for a while there. <laughs> Look, Dunaway will take your CRT no matter how you give it to him. He doesn't. He care. will totally. Yes, look, exactly. Look, it's it's like That's this. falling out. I'll take. I have. <laughs> look, I've got I've got a truck, and anytime I pick up a CRT, I don't even look at it until I get home, and I go, okay, cool. And if it's something I want to keep, I keep it. If not, I went. I go ahead and deliver it to the to the dump. Whenever. The dump is just right yeah, up the but road listen to, your, to the way you described it. Whenever I'm picking up a CRT, that means it's yeah, a regular thing. That means it happens more than once. Yeah. Yeah. You're, the you're, whenever as opposed yeah. to when when I picked up a CRT oh that happened once whenever I pick up a CRT is all Dude. the time yeah yeah oh you you think I was denying that I get CRTs no 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 <laughs> not even close no you get it like I this cold won't leave that's how you get CRTs Aww. nice work by the way uh, Claire says no but the, I want the CRTs the the L thing that we're talking about is a set square. Oh, is that the name? Um, I think that's right. That sounds right. Uh, and well, uh, Bobby Frankenberger grew up dumb. in Goose Creek, where uh, one of our players oh, yeah. is from. Oh, you yeah, grew up yeah. in Goose we, Creek? I, I drive through Goose Creek all the time. I assume there's a creek. I assume there are geese. I'd like to know more. <laughs> and every time and every time I pass by the sign, I always go, oh, Goose Creek. I don't know why. Some places you have to say out loud every time you see the sign. Goose, Goose it's Creek. It's one of those places. Yeah. That in Beaver Ruin. I always say that too. Beaver Ruin. Wow. wow. <laughs> Beaver Ruin. Uh, don't don't do a search for that in your audio thing, uh-uh. Scott. <laughs> uh-uh. 
<laughs> oh. It sounds like the uh, the new Nicki Minaj song. Beaver. <laughs> Her new album is uh, Beaver Ruin, Beaver and Ruin. Uh, you don't yeah. want to know what the tracks are like. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I found one. Here's a beaver. Here we go. Hold on. Here's a beaver chomping on a log. That's not so bad, Thanks, right? Man. Here you no, go. Shouldn't be. But but is he? Does he have like that? Uh, like the lay in the tramp uh, whistle thing where he goes sixty six percent? Does he do that? I mean, I, I wish. It. Oh, there's yeah. a, and there's one in here yeah. that is probably dirty. I'm not playing that. All right. Anyway, what's the what's the uh, term on the one that's probably dirty? It's uh, I can't tell you. Wow, I, it's that bad. It's that okay. bad. Yeah. Jesus, so right. It's very very <laughs> crass. If I say it, I'll regret it. I can't say it. I'll put, <laughs> it, right, I'll well, put it in Discord while you're Red doing Fraggle, it. Red Fraggle, that's the road I'm talking about. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get to uh, your first question. Uh, your first question, six answers. Your category is Fallen Angels in Milton's Paradise Lost. So uh, Milton's story, Paradise oh. Lost, features some angels, some fallen. Oh, jeez. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Don't play that. <laughs> well, we just, we just, we just got a notice in the Discord. People. Yeah, we yeah. just found out the audio clip that Scott's talking about, and I think my misophonia would be through the roof on that one. Yeah. Also, it's good. It's good to know they're keeping it within their little matrimony, though. Right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, it's true. Yes, yeah. exactly. All right. Uh, anyway, right. which of these? Th- oh, it's a poem. Thank you, Jeannie. Which of these uh, six fallen? Uh, well, which of these six names are fallen angels in Milton's poem Paradise Lost? Your choices are Baal, Mammon, Moloch, Azrael, Belial, and Gabriel. Belial. Belial. Oh, these are all great. Belial, Deckard, Belial. These are these are great Deckard Cain uh, things for yeah, Diablo. Yeah. Uh, Belial is one of my favorites, actually. Um, all right, so we got Azrael, Bale. Is Bale Bale or Ball? I, don't, I've I always thought said it was Bale. Ball, but maybe it is Bale. I don't know. I just say well, I think it's Ball to the Ball to Bang to Bang Diggy Diggy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all I learned about demon names was from Diablo one and two and three and four. So I don't. I, don't know. Um, I think I know at least two of these. So I'm choosing. Okay. All right. And then Brian. You choose what you choose. You guys are both locked in with two. You guys each locked in on different ones. Um, The two you didn't lock in on were Mammon and Moloch, uh, both of which are fallen angels in Milton's Paradise Lost, meaning that there's no way you guys can do better. Um, Azrael and Gabriel, no, not (laughs) in the poem. Uh, Baal, not in the poem, but Belial or Belial is... uh, Wow, we guessed... We guessed exactly the wrong ones. That is a yeah, no. Just about. Except Belial. for yeah, got Scott one. did get yeah. Belial, I got one. Yeah. I should have stayed yeah. with one. Shoot. You yes, went with you know, the bees. Yeah. Sometimes there's a reason I put some of these first. It's like, yeah, let's get that one out of the way. It's a fun category. Let's see how they do with it. But we don't want to We don't want to make it that they're having to rely on it for points. Yeah. Um, rely on this one for points. Which of these are things that have a perfect score that's over 1,000? So when you get a perfect score in one of these things, over it's 1, over 1,000. 1,000. Uh, your FICO credit reports, Yahtzee, Microsoft Spider Solitaire, Bowling, the SAT, and the GMAT. Which of these, when you get a perfect score, it's over 1,000? Oh my gosh, dude. Okay, so that's confusing. All right. Oh really? All right, I got you. I think well, yeah, because I'm I'm like, because I'm reading it backwards. I think I'm thinking if it's over a thousand, then it has to be perfect. But you're saying, you're saying things that have a perfect score over a thousand. So some of these things can't go over a thousand, but if they could, they would then be perfect. 
is what I'm asking. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, if it's if it's not possible for something to be over a thousand, then that would they would not be part of this category, right? So right, it okay. has to getting well, a perfect. Well, score I don't know. It's a half asses. Has to be a thousand or over, right? That's a thousand the, or over, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that's easy. Uh, it's so confusing. Like I said, okay, so it's got to be over a thousand for it to be perfect. I got well, it, it it's like <laughs> no, it's saying. You're no. focused too much on perfect because perfect score yeah. for can vary, right? So one thing getting, might be a thousand. The best score possible in any of these things is over a thousand. Yeah, is what I'm saying. Yeah, let's take the word perfect out of this. Thing. Yeah, forget. Perfect. But getting the highest score possible with any of these things is over. A thousand. Oh, okay, I got you. So the highest score for any of these is over a thousand. I got you. Okay, Christmas the perfect miracle. was still in me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm locking <sighs> in. I don't know if this is right. The only the only one that sounds right. I, there's only one that sounds right to me. The rest of these, but I'm freaking. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, now you're both locked in. Okay, you guys both settled on FICO credit reports, FICO credit reports. And uh, I'm sorry to say that, uh, no, a perfect score, perfect FICO credit report is only 850. Uh, bowling, well, that's what I asked. Is only 300. <laughs> is that what you asked? You said it couldn't. You said if it, you said it, if it was over that, it couldn't even be on the list. I'm like, okay, so I guess it can't. I guess it has to be here well, no. because it's got to be a possibility no. of no, it. No, they I all said that, if it's yeah, over you that. said that. Check the tape. <laughs> Check the tape. In this category, in the, in the category of things that have a perfect, it wouldn't score even be on the board if they couldn't. Put up there. You can only get 300 in bowling. What are you talking about? Yeah, bowling's 300. Um, in Yahtzee, the highest score you can get is. 1480 or more you can, you can they're you know they say have a plus on there i don't know what that means right microsoft spider solitaire you could get 1254 with a perfect score wow. on that one. the sat 1600 the gmat only 800 uh which means yeah is Yahtzee. that the uh what is gmat what is that? i don't even know what that is i don't know what that is either the aptitude general test. math aptitude general math aptitude general. Uh, let's see it is the Geography, graduate management admission test. Okay, so this is like a when you go to graduate school or something. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, it's it's too smart for me. I got you. The GMAT. You know. know, uh, I I I pick FICA because I couldn't even understand the question. So obviously, I would never know anything about the GMAT. You know what? This just (laughs) this this showed very plainly that none of the three of us are were ever graduate students of any kind. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. We did SATs, but this GMAT, what the hell is that? Yeah. Exactly. Never had to do that one. All right. Well, it all comes down to this. Let's see how well you know your cars for points. You got to do this. You got (laughs) to. But you can be strategic. We'll see. We'll see how you do. I Um, I, I feel like I feel like this is going to be the week. That Ibit finally gets sick of our crap and starts giving us easy questions. I think this right, is going to be exactly. finally it. Which, which of these are uh, names of Star Wars movies? Yeah, yeah, no kidding. We're going to have a real right. drop next time. Look forward to it. Exactly. Okay, let's get to it. Uh, which of these are actual models of Honda? Honda. Oh, uh, Honda, the Honda Splurge. I'm not going to say Honda before I achieve this. The Splurge, the Dyna, the Jazz, the Echo, the Insight, and the Hobio. Shit. If you don't say the Honda in front of it, I won't. I'll have to do it in my head. Thank yeah, you. Will. Be my guest. Be my do guest. It. I think I know because <laughs> I, I know. So the problem we're having here is most of this is in Korea or other other territories or outside of outside of the U.S. Yeah. Correct. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's a bit of a guess. Those sound right. Splurge. I've heard those. I've heard those before. I looked at Honda for a little while. So this is. 
Someone's going to sound, sound familiar. I'm taking two just because it feels like Dunaway took two, so I'm doing two. <laughs> I did Dunaway take two. did take two, as a matter of I, fact. I, I said I took two. I think that's what I, yeah. All right. Not a secret. Uh, you guys both settled on the Honda Insight. Yeah, it's probably the easiest one on the board. It's been around yeah, since that was 2000. Um, absolutely, uh, the Honda Insight. Uh, no, Nobody selected the Honda Hobio, which um, is no. the uh, is the rebranded Honda Vamos which is, yeah. I think, the uh, uh, Spanish or, or uh, Latin American. Not exactly sure. Um, what makes the Echo or something like that? No, no Echo. No Splurge. Hmm. Uh, the echo. Honda echo. Jazz is the other oh, uh, Honda shit. model. Oh, shit. Damn it, Dunaway. Frick. You had to go through your head and go, I did Honda Splurge, Honda Echo. So wait, Dinah. you got and all like, three? Honda Jazz. Honda Jazz actually felt right to you. That sounds even good. Reading I the, at, even I reading the at, answers, it didn't look right. No, but Utah oh, Jazz yeah, it, doesn't it, look it, right well, either. I, but I recently looked at Hondas when I was looking at a car for almost a year. So I looked. The Honda was a serious contender. So I, I saw a lot of cars. Mm. So this is mostly in, in what territory? Well, I guess you said Spanish for the Hobio. Yeah, I think Humbia. I think Latin America for the. Um, like I said, uh, I don't know why somebody is saying uh, it's a language. I didn't say it was a language. I said it's a part of the country where the uh, Honda <laughs> Vamos Hobio would be. This yeah, this may know, be maybe, the last week that it does this at all. Maybe yeah. the last week that, uh, that I that I acknowledge a certain person in the uh, contrarian in the chat. Yeah, um, I don't know where the Honda Jazz comes from uh, or the, but obviously Honda. Ins- site is here in uh, in the US. No, I know where they got it. They plus, bought it. They bought, they every bought, week. They bought the jazz name. Plus from, every week. From New Orleans. Every week I race with our, our good <laughs> friends. Every week I race with our good friends on the uh, on the Frog Pants and Mission Deep uh, race group. And uh-huh. we play Forza Horizon 5. So I see this all this car crap. Oh, really? And you, see, and, and you see these models like the Honda Jazz? And I'm not sure if I don't know if the jazz is in there. Okay. Like I said. We see a lot of cars. Yeah, that that game's got all yeah, of that. Especially that helps you a lot, probably. Yeah, yeah. That one's set in Mexico, and you see a lot of Mexican builds that you've never so seen. So what anywhere. I'm saying is more car names for me, please. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I'll make sure to to make put a category in here every oh, week for you. Jesus. Yeah. I'll never get yeah. another car question again. Damn it. <laughs> so congratulations going to Jason Terry in Goose, Goose Creek, South Carolina. You're getting Goose. a copy of Road Warden and Merchant of the Skies, courtesy of Wesley. Wesley. Both, both good games. And uh, But, you know, Jonathan Houston, you get to have some fun over your Christmas break as well with a game called Ozymandias Bronze Age Empire Sim. That sounds fun, too. I haven't so played that one. congratulations to both of yeah, you. Yeah, the first one really, really won this week. Those two games are great. So we're going to really cool. enjoy those. Mm-hmm. Uh, and big thanks to everybody mm-hmm. who sends us in codes for us to give away. Uh, if you're anyone sitting around on a big, mm-hmm. fat pile of, like, you know, stuff you got over the Humble Bundle and you're never going to go through, <laughs> send it over. We'll take them. We'll yeah, put him I, up here. I like I like I like uh, Six Scott because he has to swallow from time to time. He has to stop in between <laughs> yeah. in between words, and so he's like, if yeah. anybody's sitting on big piles, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't help it, man. My upper respiratory tract is a nightmare right now. Uh, well, Dunaway, yeah. you help somebody win shit, and that's what matters most. Uh, congratulations. Yeah. And you serve somebody in your own state, your own home state of South Carolina. I nice know. Yeah, keep, right. keep it local, people. Keep yeah. it local. Keep it local. Farm fresh to table. See ya. All right. He's gone. <laughs> uh, One more Dunaway before uh, the holidays, before Christmas. So. Oh, my gosh. That's that's how we should count it all down. One more Dunaway yeah, to Christmas. Just one more Dunaway. Yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Uh, Twas the Dunaway before Christmas. Come back Wednesday, and he'll be here once again. 
That's right. Um, all right. Well, well done, everybody. We're going to get into some news, and uh, we're going to do that right now. It's time for the news, and it's brought to you by Blue Crotch. Uh, so Tell here's the quick, story of this. Quick story. Um, where is it? Here it is. This stuff right here, Vicks Vapo Cool. Yeah. Sore throat medicine stuff you spray in the back of your throat, right? Whoops. Back of your throat, yes. Um, <laughs> you, so you're supposed to, you know, ah, and then get it way back It's like there. a chloroseptic, right? It's basically like a, yeah. Yeah, cooling, numbing. If you're having really bad sore throat, this is what you're supposed to use. And I sure. had the worst sore throat of my entire life over the yeah, last four days. You had a rough, rough business. Now, I did notice before I used it, this brand new bottle we got. This top part here wrote moves, and I don't know why. It's not like this. It doesn't have a. It doesn't screw down or up or oh, off. It's just, it's just a. Loose. It's just a right. A constantly pivoting deal. Yeah. Whereas the tops okay. fine, all seemed fine. Now here's the problem, and you can see I barely use any of it. And here's why. I went three little uh-huh. sprays, and I went ah, uh-huh. that's actually very nice. I feel the soothing action happen. You know, it's like a commercial sure. almost. I see the blue coating the the side view <laughs> of the thing, and then I look yeah. down. And my entire crotch, I'm wearing gray sweatpants. My entire quad crotch is, is bright blue all of a sudden. Oh, no. So what Did happens, just... something with this loose thing up here, some gasket thing, when you spray out the back of this goes bleh, 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 every time you do it, and it all drip down into my crotch. So this is a defective bottle. No kidding. And Vix will hear from my lawyer. <laughs> now I have blue pants. Yep. I got Dr. Manhattan pants. Nice job. Right, right. Nice. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's get to some of these stories real quick. Uh, did we already do the... We no, do we talked yet. about... We talked about... Oh, wait. We talked we about did. doing this one, I think. Yeah, I just think, I don't think we ever got to it. We never got to the story, but we said make sure to tune in Monday so you can hear about it. Oh, this. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, this is a good one. And because yeah. I made a deal out of it, now I feel like I've talked about it, but we totally haven't. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, Woolworths. You know Woolworths? Sure. I'm very familiar with Woolworths. Sure. Uh, it's a five and a dime. It's both of those things. It's both things. of those things, five and dime. And it's in Australia, so we've got another Australian story here. All right, nice. mates. I'll make Lucky feel happy. That's right. He'll love that. Woolworth says, sorry, after a customer finds maggots crawling in his roast chicken. What are you guys doing? Uh, Jeez. <laughs> Customers issued a warning, uh, or sorry, a customer has issued a warning to other shoppers after she went to eat a hot roasted chicken purchased from the Tasmanian supermarket that reportedly contained maggots. Uh, chicken was bought supermarket yeah Woolworths. Yeah, yeah Woolworths I think of that as like house goods and stuff right, right. like a CVS Walgreens kind of thing it's yeah. like it's you know you get that when you need uh, band-aids really quick or um, distilled water or something like yeah. that yeah haberdashery is what we think of right right well in Britain I guess you that's do. a hat place isn't it haberdashery? Oh, it's haberdashery hats I don't know I've never known uh, yeah the only time here's my exposure <laughs> to haberdashery as a word I used to watch that that uh British comedy called Are You Being Served? Are You Being Served? Yes, right. And they sure. would do that intro song and say, something, something, da da da, suits and things, bra da da da, and third floor, zubba zubba. And then they'd always say haberdashery, and I'd go, what a weird word. And that's the only ex- exposure I've ever had to haberdashery. I don't know what it is. Anyway. It's funny. I'm it, trying to get a look here. No, nope, men's clothing and accessories. What is a hat store then? A haberdashery. Had a, um, had a actually, Lucky Phil says a haberdashery is just a, just a, uh, grocery store just a supermarket just stuff but 
Yeah. yeah. But uh, British English, a haberdasher is a business or person who sells small articles for sewing, dressmaking, and knitting, such as buttons, ribbons, and zippers. In the U.S. and Canada, it's a retailer who sells men's clothing, suits, shirts, and neckties. Oh. What am I thinking of? What's a what's a hat maker? Uh, there's a, um, a term uh, for a hat maker. Yeah, there's something more than just hat maker. It's like... Um... You know, um, a shoe a shoe guy is a cobbler. Millinery? Uh, uh, that's not what I was thinking. Huh. Um, yeah, I can't remember. There was a... My word for it's too long. My word is place that never gets my head size right. That's what I call them. <laughs> that's right. Uh, hattery? Yeah, that's it, Chris. Thank you. It's Get not me a, to hattery. a hattery. Come yeah. on. Yeah. You do as a hat maker now. This will <laughs> blow your mind. Uh, you remember uh, the band uh, uh, The Fix? Yeah, uh, you know, uh, um, God, less than or saved by zero or mm-hmm. red skies at night. Yeah, oh, oh, oh. Uh, yeah. Cy Kernan, lead singer of uh, the Fix, is a hat maker. So, oh, now, yeah. What, on, so, what does his Wikipedia page say about what his profession is called? Does have oh, you know what? Thank you for that's a great way to find out. Yeah, Let's we're going to find it the is, back the back doorway here. Um, let's see. Hat customizer? That's not it. Hold on. His Wikipedia page doesn't mention it. It doesn't mention it. No, that seems like burying when, the headline. But when they did the uh, the um, uh, where are they now? Or it was bands getting back together on VH1. One of the last things I ever saw on VH1 that was good. Uh, they they were getting the fix back together, and they said, "Now he's a British hat maker." <laughs> oh, you were right the first time. It's a millinery. Millinery. No, I that was that was uh or mil- I looked that up. And, and, millinery. Yeah, mil- I saw millinery and is like, yeah, that that's right, but it's not what I was trying to think of. There was oh, some okay. Some hat thing. Hey, anyway. we got we got hatter is one of them. Hat maker, yeah. milner. Uh that's all they say here. All right. Yeah. Well All right. Well someone make a hat that fits me. That's all we're and then and asking. then go and fix uh Cycernan's uh um his Wikipedia page because it doesn't talk about his uh, hat making at all. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it says, let's see. Oh, uh, so back to this thing. This person who yeah. went to the store, she says, uh, it sat completely sealed until 7 p.m. when we opened it, the chicken that is. Started eating and found maggots all throughout the chicken. Uh, it's the second time they've alleged to have been in a cooked chicken uh, purchased from different stores in the area this year. Woolworths has apologized to the customer although they've done it in the British-Australian spelling of the word apologized. Uh, apologized. Apologized. <laughs> we apologize for the maggots. Um, they say they take food quality and safety seriously. I don't know. I'm not sure you do. <laughs> Maybe you should check inside your chicken. Yeah. How seriously, really, do you take it? Uh, yeah. Supermarket claims they are not aware of any previous reports or anything of a similar nature. People are encouraged to report poor food hygiene or complaints to their local councils. All right. Yeah. So lucky Phil, uh, maybe don't you know? Don't go there. You have to change your name to unlucky right. Phil. That would be. I think that might be enough to push me into vegetarianism for a little while. If I uh, cut into a piece of roast chicken and found a uh, found maggots, found stuff moving in it. Yeah, I think I think I'd be like, you know what? I'll I'm gonna have some broccoli. Yeah, <laughs> just, just the broccoli for me, please. That probably would drive me to do that. But it's the same thing that would happen if you gave me broccoli with worms in it. It would drive me to eat. Yeah, right. Meat. It push you to meat. Yeah. So sure. nobody's safe is really what we're saying. Uh, all right. How about yeah. this one? 
a convicted Parker's Coles thieves. So let's go to another retail store while we're here. From Woolworths to Coles. Coles. Yes. Uh, argued for a lesser charge because the items were on sale. So these two men were convicted of a felony theft for stealing stuff at the Coles. $2,000 worth of merchandise at Coles. Yeah. Uh, they argued <laughs> they in court. They want a smaller sentence. Yeah, they want because, a smaller. They want to yeah. get hit less because the items were on sale and they say they had coupons. <laughs> Which is so yeah, stupid. Yeah, but you didn't use the coupons. No. What the, what the hell? You didn't. Also, listen to this Breaking badass sounding pair. Michael yeah. Green, age 50, and Byron Bolden, age 37. That's some Walter. Oh, yeah, that's totally some Walter White, Jesse yeah. Pinkman business Big right there. Time. Yeah. Get Grab the merchandise, bitch, as one of them said. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Coles, uh, bitch. <laughs> the two men were dubbed KitchenAid Mixer Crew because of the high-end KitchenAid appliances they stole. <laughs> Uh, you know, good for them. Those are really expensive. They're expensive as hell, those things. Yeah. I bought one oh, for man. Kim one year, and it, it was a lot. I like God, it. I could have been, if if uh, something would have happened with me and that uh, that giant Casio keyboard I stole from Montgomery Wards and the Nintendo, mm. what, what would my, uh, what would my pithy oh my gosh burglar uh, nickname would have been, like uh, the Montgomery Wards sticker bandit or something yeah, like that. Yeah, what would the, that be? Yeah. Um, you need, crea- you need a creative one like they did here. The Kitch- Super Bandit Brothers or something. <laughs> I love it. Oh, Brian will never get it. He'll never, he'll never have to answer for that crime. All right. No, thank goodness. Thank goodness uh, Micro Rewards isn't even around anymore. No. Nope. They, they've forgotten about it. Plus that. your uh, statute of limitations, I think, kicks in. Or, or wait, but it doesn't well, matter for well theft. Done. I don't know how that works. <laughs> Is Brian confessing to a crime he can still be persecuted for or prosecuted I don't know. for? I don't know. Well, so, you know, let's not dwell on it. Let's, not, let's, not, let's pretend we never even mentioned it. <laughs> we'll just keep going. Uh, this yeah. happened in Colorado, by the way. I should have mentioned that. It's a Colorado story. Uh, oh, so it's Parker, Colorado. I know Parker. Yeah, yeah. you've probably been there. Um, let's see. In Colorado, theft under two grand is a misdemeanor offense, but the documented value of the item stolen was $2,094.98, making it a oh. felony. So that that's why they're doing this. They're trying to shave that 94 or 98 off of there. Yes. Well, if it was... if All right. Well, that's the question. If these items were on sale, yeah. do you... Do you charge them by the like the you know the crime committed charge? Is it the sale price or the actual retail price? <laughs> <laughs> a, there's a valid you know valid point. <laughs> Although, does that mean that they went specifically went through the store saying, "Ooh, that's a really good price on this KitchenAid mixer bowl"? Mm. All right, I'm taking it. Yeah, <laughs> put it under my jacket or something. Also, where does tax come in on this? Do you have to pay? If you stole something and the tax value put it over right. the amount, does that right. also make exactly. it a felony? Right. If you steal $1,999 worth of stuff, yeah. the tax will put it over the top. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, these guys are screwed. Uh, the KitchenAid yeah. Mixer crew, they're going to probably just have to yeah. cop to a felony. I don't think the judge is going to go for it. Well, when they get put in, <laughs> when they get put in jail, hopefully they blend. <laughs> well... <laughs> I don't know if we can go on after that one. That was that was like a show ending joke. That's a show. Yeah. <laughs> no, you want the show ending one? Yeah. It just goes to show you the crime is very whiskey. Oh gosh. Oh. oh. Uh, uh, I, hate, uh. I like that one. I hate because it reminds me of the May the Fourth Be With You. It's like the because <laughs> it because it uh, plays upon a, a sound of a speech impediment. Yeah, it's a to speech impediment. Joke across. Exactly. Yeah. Hate that. 
Uh, all right, we're going to take a break. When we come back from this break, Steven uh, Schleicher will be with us. He is from Majorspoilers.com. Has a bunch of stuff to talk about, including a very cool project they're working on right now that you guys oh, can cool. check out for yourselves. I played a little uh, right. a teaser of that last week, but yes. he'll have more to say. So stick around for that. In the meantime, Brian, let's do a song. You know, and I don't know if uh, Steven listened to ANTP, but man, that was ANTP finals level tease. That, yeah, uh, that, that it was good. You would have won the so year. Man, you would have won the year. Yeah. Uh, hey, let's introduce you to a new band called Radiobot. Uh, this is made up of the guys Brett Scallions, that's his name, Billy Harvey, and Eddie Wall. Mm. Um, this is uh, the, the band's uh, one of the first singles. They're getting ready to release their debut album this coming spring. And they've also released a cover that uh, has made it into the top 40 of the Coverville Countdown, which starts this week. So listen mm. for that. Anyway, the uh, the band is uh, Radiobot and um, trying to see where they came from. Nashville. Uh, no, they actually, when they were um, in lockdown in 2020 with the pandemic, Billy was in Nashville and Eddie and Brett were both in California, but they they created this, uh, the start of this album via Zoom and FaceTime. Good for them, man. Wow. It's awesome. That's great. Um, the album is going to be called Concrete and Desert uh, next year. Here is the initial song. Here's the first single. It is called This World's on Fire. Everything in front of me just ain't what it used to be. It's over now Children with technology Losing on reality And it's all gone now Sure as can be Just like you and me Everyone around can see This world's on fire yeah, this world's on fire People fighting in the streets We're homeless, search for something they can eat Let's all help them now Watch the news that you believe Shame the ones you never want to see With your blinders on Plain as can be Everyone around can see this world's on 
Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This episode of The Morning Stream is brought to you by Scent Air. It's the luxury home fragrance trusted by pros. Why don't you go to scentair.com and use the promo code STREAM to get an extra 25% off your order. Scent Air diffusers are sleek and fill your space with vivid fragrance for up to 300 hours. Boy, my office could use this. The Scent Air app lets you schedule your fragrance and control your intensity right from your phone. All of Scent Air's more than 60 fragrances are phthalate-free cruelty-free, safe for families, and EcoValdis certified sustainable. Have a room that needs a little extra scent attention? Well, Scent Air is here for you. Once again, try the luxury home fragrance trusted by pros everywhere by going to scentair.com and using the promo code STREAM, that's S-T-R-E-A-M, for up to 25% off your order. Meats keep meatier, beets keep beatier, chips keep chippier, dips keep dippier, Tupperware freshness, that's our promise. Look at all the ways we keep it. Straight shooter. And we're back. Please tell me who that was again. Yeah, that's the band Radiobot um, uh, with their brand new song, The World's on Fire. And Max Trollbot, good point. I didn't even bring up the fact that Brett Scallions is the original lead singer of the band Fuel. So if you like Fuel, you probably like that. He's also uh, tours with the living members of The Doors to do, as as The Doors, when The Doors go out on tour, Manzarek and uh, Krieger, they tour with um, Brett Scallions from Fuel. I like Fuel. Yeah, I well, did not. Then, yeah, then you will like this. I, I fully expect to. Uh, all right, everybody, hold on to your butts. It's this. And now, welcome Stephen to the show. He's a huge freaking nerd. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. Oh, as we hurtle toward the holidays uh, or the final bits of the holidays, we 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 have to spend more time with Mr. Stephen Schleicher and talk about nerd shit. Stephen, welcome back to the show. Hello, Scott. Good morning, Brian. Hello. Good morning. Uh, it's good to have you here. How uh, are things shaping up for you nicely for the holiday? Are you doing all oh, right? Oh, yeah. We are cruising into the upcoming holiday season with uh, all the pr- all the packages purchased except for one, which was suddenly brought to our attention yesterday <gasps> from the youngest. Oh, no. uh, and, and you guys can argue for or against this all and right. why. He already has, like, the uh, previous generation, the Xbox, right? Yeah. Whatever that was. Xbox One. He's like, yeah. his, his, uh, his older brother has the new Xbox. All right. Okay. Uh, Dad, I horrible think, names with those things. I cannot I know, right? keep track of what the newest yeah. one is or the yeah. second oldest or whatever. Yeah. Dad, I want an Xbox S. He wants a Series S. What does yeah, his brother? Okay. What does his brother have? 
The highest end one. The X. Okay, so he has a yeah, Series yeah. X. The other kid wants a Series S. All right. Yep. Jeez. Yeah, and you're gonna have to you're gonna have to go for it. You're gonna have to get it. I mean, we already spent so much money on this kid with all these other things that he got, and he's like, "Oh, I really want to." He's, I want an ass dad. I'm yeah. Like, well, I, way to go. You know, a week before Christmas after we yeah, bought a little, all your other gifts. Yeah. You know, I, I spent literally from the first of October until November. You know, into Jeez. November, I'm like, "Hey, have you got any thoughts on what you might want for Christmas?" No, I don't know what I want. No, I don't know what I, he does this every year. Mm. Yeah. So, gonna, so give me the argument from your side, Scott, on why he should get an Xbox S. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, nice. This is whether or not he gets an, uh, an S depends right now on Scott's uh, level of yep. convincing. Well, yeah. all right. So here's what I would say: the the value of the current Xbox lineup is is twofold. One, that's decent hardware, but the main reason I like them is I think Game Pass is a really good value. It's mm. like an, an incredible mm-hmm. value for people who don't want to just buy a ton of games. And give them to their kid and hope they play them. Instead, you can give them a ton of games with very little money per month, and they can play whatever they want. So that part's kind of a no-brainer, and it's the one. It's the selling point. I tell people like, if you're going to get a console this year, I would I would go Xbox for the for that reason. Um, there are offerings on the PlayStation side that are okay, but they're not nearly the value. Uh, so. So there's some there's there's questions about that. Now he's not even saying to you, "Well, I want a PlayStation or I want a, you know, you're not trying to make that determination." No, no, no. He knows he wants an Xbox Series S. Yeah, if he wants an S, he's asking for the less expensive one. So that's good. That's a pro, yeah. Um they will for the most part run everything the same as an X at a lower resolution. So instead of running at 4K like the X does, the Series S runs at 1440p, which is plenty for most everybody. Yeah. Um, and even TVs that do 4K look great in 1440p, so I wouldn't worry too much about that. The only other cons- consideration is the hard drive is much smaller in the S. Also, it has no optical drive, so he, if he wants to buy discs or wants to play Blu-rays or anything in there, he's, he's screwed on that end. Only the X has the optical drive. Um, All right, Brian, you tell me. You be the Grinch and say, no, kid, you ain't getting a Series S. All right, here you go. Here's here's uh, I'll take the counterpoint, Brian. You waited too long. You're getting socks. <laughs> yeah, you're getting socks. Case nice closed. socks, good socks, yeah. but good, socks. you'll get some nice socks. Series S socks. Yeah, the S stands for socks. There you go. Oh, I like that. that All right, <laughs> argue, Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Both sides. Yeah. I'm now going to have his older. I'm going to have his older brother now right. advocate for him. Yeah, I was going to when happened. you first came on. I was going to ask you what do kids your age ask for this this time of year? You know this time around kids age yeah it sounds like they're just asking for the same old stuff kids always ask Mm -hmm. for games and you know something cool yeah well that's fun uh good luck with it (laughs) with your with your decision making they're not bad you go to costco you can get like a bundle for cheap cheap on those things costco's like 300 miles away from here oh i forget by the time i spend the gas money to go to costco and come back (laughs) it'll be more than just buying him the xbox series x i heard uh bill or uh bill burr the other day talking smack about Hayes. He was driving oh, through yeah? there. Oh, really? For him. Yeah, wow. Good for him. He was driving through for some tour, <laughs> something he was doing in Kansas. I don't know what it was. And just brought up Hayes. He goes, man, have you guys ever had to drive through Hayes, Kansas? That was a brah, brah, brah. And he's just like ripping on it. I'm like, oh. Well, from the everybody who's passed through Hayes on I-70, it, you look at it and you're like, what the? <laughs> this is the place? <laughs> yeah, but you go down, you go downtown and it's fine. You yeah. go further past, you go For further sure. south past the highway. It's just fine. And trust me. I, I'm not saying it's great. I I'm live in a, it's fine. I have I live in a city that for a long time people were worried about for 
fake reasons, but the, yet they still worried. They were like, there are too many Mormons there. I don't know what I would, but what I'd do. Like that whole thing was great for us because it kept prices down, housing prices, cost of living stayed nice and you know reasonable. And then something changed after the pandemic where everybody heard how awesome it is here. And now they're all coming here and ignoring the old fears. Get back to the old fears. Yeah. All the prices are going up. This is this is what happens when you host Nerdtacular for like a decade in Utah. Yeah, I finally. All these people from out of town come in yeah. and then they spread the word. And this is your fault. Yeah, it's Chamber all my fault. Chamber of Commerce needs to be knocking on your door. Yeah, those jerks. Well, anyway, hey, let's talk about this stuff. Uh, okay. Rebel Moon's coming out this weekend. Now, I will tell you that leading up to this, I was excited because to me, this was Zack Snyder free of all of his DC commitments. He no longer has to try to polish that turd. Uh, he can go work on stuff maybe he's better at. You know, I like 300. I really like 300 a lot. I like, I liked his uh, Watchmen take. I thought that was a great movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a lot of nice things to say about quite a bit of Zack Snyder's work. Not all of it, but some of it. Sure. So this, I was like, oh, big science fiction epic. It's a part one of two thing. Uh, it's Netflix, so it's going to be you know home right away. I can watch it right away. All these things, getting all excited about Rebel Moon. And I also really like that actress in it. I always forget her name, but she's great. She was the mummy in that por- horrible mummy mm-hmm. movie, but she's in other stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, right, right. Can't think of her name, but anyway. She's in the third Star Trek movie, which uh, was my favorite. Yes. She's the make she had all that makeup, alien lady. Anyway. With the black and white makeup on her face, yeah, right? Yeah. She's cool. Uh anyway, so she's in it. She looks like kind of the main star or whatever. And then the reviews landed. It's getting ripped to shreds yeah. once again. Yeah. And I heard from a little bird who works in Hollywood who I can't say their name, but somebody told <laughs> me What Twitter? <laughs> no, that's yeah, X now. That'd, that'd, be, that'd be a dirty bird now. Dirty, um sure. but they told me that there's an extended edition of this film already done yes. Yes. and that they're holding it so they can call it the Zack Snyder cut and it kind of goes with what we talked about on film sack for next week's round table, but uh, that that's a mistake. This person's like, I've seen both cuts and the extended edition is really good, but Netflix is just doing this to create a weird bubble of excitement about a possible cut. Cause they know how his fans are. That really bugs me. It feels very manipulative. Oh, God. If that's yeah. really the if case. If that's the case. Yeah, I can't. I mean, none of this I can confirm. But if that's the case, Brian, how annoying is that? It's incredibly annoying. Like, yeah. that that shouldn't be a thing you strive for, regardless of how well it works. Or I know. Not. I hate it. I know all this yeah. is a business. I know that it's an industry. Yeah. But still, especially given his reputation. So, anyway, I just want to get that out of, out of my head. I'm still going to watch it. I think it looks rad. It was originally supposed to be a Star Wars movie. Isn't that the deal, Steven? That's the rumor was that he pitched it uh, to Lucasfilm and they were like, uh, no. And he's like, fine, I'll just go do my own thing. Yeah. And he did. Yeah. Because it's got lightsabers and, so, and all kinds of yeah, Star Wars. You, you watch it and you're like, yeah, this is this is Star Wars. This is Zack Snyder's Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, st- uh, I mean, you know, special effects look cool. It looks like it's science fiction. I'm always in for it. I'm down with it. I mean, I'll, I'm definitely going to check it out. And if they release a, a Snyder cut later on to uh, include, you know, five extra hours of story i'm right. down for that too i mean but there there is a part one and a part two right so yeah. we know that that there's a second movie coming out so maybe they're saving it for the one really long 25 hour Zack snyder marathon yeah right. and I'd, i'll probably watch it too just to see just to experience to be honest i think the justice league Zack snyder cut worked better than the original um i too bad that they had to reuse the footage that they already had and use effects that were not completely done for that extended cut version but 
it was fine. I didn't have any problem with it. So. Yeah, it was all right. A little it, long, yeah. but it was all right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, listen, you can't get probably all of what Zack Snyder wants to put into Rebel Moon into Rebel Moon. So we go to comic books. Oh. And so Titan Comics has announced, coming out in January, Rebel Moon House of the Blood Axe number one which is following the characters of Devra and Darian Bloodaxe, who I'm guessing we're going to meet in this movie. And we get more backstory for these characters in a comic book series coming out in January from Titan Comics. Mm. You excited? You think they're going to be good? You think they'll be... Uh, these tie-ins are hit and miss, right? Sometimes they're trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I li like I... Uh, <laughs> people are going to accuse me of just always doing this, and that's fine. Do what you have to do. But there was a yeah, really yeah. great uh, slight prequel comic put out around the time of Fury Road that talked about just the lead-up to mm -hmm. what happened mm -hmm. at Fury Road, which is a really great filler bit for a lot of what Furiosa is supposed to be. Um, and it's canon, so supposedly you can glean stuff from that. But that was really well-written and drawn. It was a beautiful little run. Oh, yeah. Um, so I know it can be done right with tie-ins. I just, it's so hit and miss. And I'm, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm down with the art in this. It looks really good. And I'm sure the story's good, too. I think the thing that would say, oh, do I really, really, really want to read this is... How good's the movie that makes me want to go? I need to know more about these characters, right? right? You guys were talking about Dune Part One a little bit ago, and of course, Boom Studios—they have re been releasing three or four Dune's uh, comic book series that tie into, you know, the the book. Um, the latest one looks at the final house or the final group mm -hmm. of people um, from the Dune universe. That one will launch in January as well as kind of the lead up to uh, Part Two. So, yeah, I have no problem if, if companies want to do this. I mean, if you go back all the way to Star Wars, since we're talking about Rebel Moon, uh, you know, Marvel had a comic book tie-in to that series, right? It mm -hmm. retold the Star Wars movie in comic book form. Mm -hmm. And then after that, starting with, what, issue seven or eight or something like that, went off in a whole new direction and did whole new things and really kind of solidified telling comic book stories in the Star Wars universe as a big thing that continues today. In fact, I think this week... I was just doing the uh, uh, the previews for comics that are coming out this week. I think there's like four or five Star Wars comics coming out this week. Jeez. So, yeah, you never know when a franchise is going to take off and to be in kind of on that ground floor uh, like Titan is with Rebel Moon or Boom Studios with Dune. You never know wh what people are going to lock on to. Mm. Um, Do you remember the supersized uh, late 70s comic they did for the Star Wars tie-in and they were like yeah. bigger than normal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, what was the, they were called uh, Marvel Super Size or Giant Size? Giant uh, Size, but there was also like a yeah. I thought there was like a oh shoot, another name for him. Something I sized. I had that whole set and I don't know what happened to it. Yeah, lost it. Yeah, I think it's it. I think it's just Giant Size Star Wars just, because that's that's kind of yeah. oh no, it's a Marvel Special Edition. Uh, okay, just Special Edition. Yeah, hmm. and it was bigger. Yeah. I heard somebody yesterday arguing pretty heavily for Marvel to bring back. Um, I forget what Marvel's was called, but you know, like the Vertigo line on DC, and they have Black Label now mm -hmm. and all that. Oh, like yeah. a more mm -hmm. adultish, gritty. Take, yeah, gritty. Uh, take. Was it Marvel Knights? Was the one that was the R-rated? That's one? what it was. Right. Knights. Yeah, I, Blade I think, and Punisher. Mm -hmm. And do you think yeah. they'll ever? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, they have enough reason. Treasury to. edition. That's what I was trying to think of. Thank you, Rob Elch. Treasury Marvel Treasury edition. edition. Haberdashery yeah. edition. The Haberdashery. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. That's where you get the hats Treasury made. edition. Uh, well, anyway, watch for that. That's coming uh, yeah. uh, January for those yep. who are looking yep, for yep. that. January 10th. Cool. 
All right. Well, what if I'm a guy who likes UFOs? What's what's up for me? This yeah, time? I was going to ask you guys if you are into UFOs or not. If you were into the whole lore of of the UFOs from I mean, the from the 1940s in, through the into it is a weird. It's a weird. I mean, uh, I I'm always curious when there's new information leaked from the government that there might be UFOs, but I wouldn't yeah. consider myself a uh, a UFO a believer. Right, exactly. Yeah, I want to believe. Yeah, as okay. someone, that's why I, right. I, I want to believe. As someone right. who, as someone who thinks it's all bullshit, uh, I still enjoy stories about it. So I'm down with that. Well, during during lockdown, right towards the end of lockdown, a bunch of comic creators were jumping on Substack doing original stuff. Yeah, and so James Tynan the Fourth and Michael Avon Oming, that you guys may know from the Powers series uh, over at uh, Image Comics for a long time now, it's over at Dark Horse. They teamed up to do a Substack series called Blue Book, which is based on all the Project Blue Book stuff. They started out with uh, the story of Betty and Barney Hill and their abduction, and there is uh, then they continued on with that. Dark Horse Comics has since picked up those Substack-only uh, comics and are releasing them in print. And this week is Blue Book uh, 1947, which takes a look at uh, the... Um, uh, Kenneth Arnold case where he's flying around and he sees these shapes following him. And that's where we get the term flying saucer is from him. Uh, so they're going to look at that, uh, that story of, of Kenneth Arnold. One of the cool things is over at major spoilers right now, dark horse reached out to us and said, Hey, do you ever wonder how, how Michael Avon Oming puts together his comic books? Would you like some behind the scenes stuff and commentary of him doing that? So mm-hmm. we have that over there right now. So if you want to see his sketches that he does in his, in his notebook and you want to see uh, you know how he develops and what he thinks about when he's building up a comic book page we've got that now at majorspoilers.com for the upcoming blue book 1947 number one which arrives in february um but comic shop owners they have a thing called final order cutoff date which is today so if you want to get that and make sure that you have it you need to let your comic shop know that you want it today this is awesome look at this this is cool yeah, there's preview. some cool stuff. Yeah. I, I really dig it. I know those uh, the, all the variant covers, but also like the sketchbooks, the internal art mm-hmm. sketchbook stuff is really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. that stuff. Yeah. I love to see how rough they go in their initial yeah. concepts. Yeah. It makes me feel better about how rough mine are because I am very rough in my sketches. And sometimes I think that's not good. And then I see someone else's who's like oh, really good. And I'm like, oh, well, your sketches look like shit too. Maybe, well, and, and so that's, that's one of the fascinating <laughs> things if you ever get to see... What's the company? IDW used to put out these artist editions where you got to see the comic in its original size. They're taking it right from the Bristol board uh, and and reprinting it in that size. You can see where the uh, whiteout was applied. You can see where they had to tape on uh, yeah. different dialogue or, or change a composition and, and tape that in. And sometimes you get a glimpse of what the pencils look like underneath the inks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and looking at the difference between you know, the original pencils and then what the inker did, if it's a different inker to clean that up is, is kind of amazing. Yeah. You got, so I, this is a good opportunity to remind people about this. When I was in Columbus, we went to the Columbus, uh, uh, art, uh, comics museum thing that they have there. It's a fully curated mm-hmm. museum dedicated to comics, comic book art, uh, newspaper comics, that sort of thing. The entirety of, uh, Calvin and Hobbes is, you know, original sketches and inks and finished, uh, panels and everything are all there. They all have them under glass in these temperature controlled rooms, and it's really cool. Um, highly recommend doing that because when you do that, you get to walk around and see not just you know like an issue of Mad Magazine and something Mort Drucker did 
uh, which is what I got to see because they were doing a Mad Magazine exhibit at the time. And you see all the blue pencil underneath, uh, mm-hmm. which none of that photographs, so that's why it's not showing up in the final. You, Like you said, you see their fixes and tweaks. There's a piece yeah. of paper taped yeah. on there to cover up something that used to say. What did it used to say? I don't know. Like It's awesome. If you ever get a chance to go tour that place... It's just right there on campus at um, in uh, what's the name of that's what's the name of the school LSU not LSU uh, what is it Ohio, Ohio State uh, Ohio State, Ohio State yeah. University you just go <laughs> in there ask for a tour of the comics thing and you'll never regret it if you're into that stuff because having in my I held in my hand like Bill Watterson original stuff and that felt <laughs> really good and a lot of artists have dedicated or a lot of comic creators have just donated all their shit there just said. Mm-hmm. Here's all the stuff. They have a, they have a graduate pro. Maybe they have the doctorate program now uh, on comic book. Um, it, it, that's the degree is comic books. Oh, and, that's cool. Um, yeah. What is his name? Oh, it's a guy from the Batman movies. Uh, Michael Michael Uslan. Mm. Uh, he is the one that purchased the rights to make the Batman movies, and so that's why we have the Batman movies is because of him. Oh, cool. But he was the one that helped originally start. A comic book program at I believe Ohio uh, uh, was at Ohio Vine. State was there yeah oh wow and he's got a great story of how he walked in and they're like why would we want to do this and he just told them the story of you know uh, how Superman is essentially a allegory especially when they're you know sending him to Earth is an allegory for Moses in the river in the basket yeah. and they're like oh we never thought about that congratulations you yeah. have a program and part of that place so, we had to, we wore they made us wear make us they had us wear masks. Uh, mm-hmm. because they some of this stuff is old and brittle, you know, sure. stuff from the 30s and 40s. It's mm-hmm. so yeah, worth the seeing. The extra moisture from people yeah. breathing on it. Yeah, if you're ever there, though, it's so worth seeing. It's so cool. It's cool. Uh, all right, let's talk about, oh, uh, Batman and Dylan Dog are teaming up. Are you gonna, I don't know if yeah, I'm ready for Are you guys familiar that. with Dylan Dog? No, no uh-uh. only because of you. So, yeah, so there may be, a, so some of our listeners may be familiar with Dylan Dog because there was a Brandon Routh movie that uh, failed to take off in the movie theaters in 2011 and kind of torpedoed the franchise. I don't know why, because it's actually a pretty good movie, loosely based on the comic book series, an Italian comic book series, a horror series, uh, about a paranormal investigator who lives in London and takes on all sorts of crazy cases, vampires and werewolves and and demons and those kinds of things. And it's a long-running series that's been around since 1986 or something like that. And it's relatively unknown here in the United States. Dark Horse has put out a couple of collections of this over the years. Uh, but uh, Batman and Dylan Dog are going to team up in a miniseries <laughs> kicking off in March of 2024. It's a three-issue miniseries. Uh, it's uh, 88 pages long. And we're going to see how the clown, Prince of Crime, the Joker, and Dylan Dog and Batman and uh, one of uh, Dylan Dog's um, uh, arch nemeses how they, you know, they they take them down. They have to team them up, which is weird because, I mean, yes, I, I realize that Batman is a popular character, and anytime you can do a crossover with Batman, it uh, usually turns out pretty cool. But for whatever reason, this feels like a, I think it's a two-issue miniseries that came out ooh, either late 90s, early 2000s. It was the Batman Hellboy Starman crossover. Oh, yeah. That uh, <laughs> was so weird, but it worked out so well uh, just because, you know, Batman does deal with some paranormal stuff every once in a while. But uh, to see it, see them just go all in with this Italian comic book 
is is crazy. Yeah. So you want to look out for that in March if people are are, are interested in Dylan Dog. Is Dylan Dog? What's of, Dylan Dog's powers, or does he have any? He's, he's just a he's just a normal guy that it's he's he's your he's your molder. He's a normal guy that okay. goes and investigates all of these paranormal things, and sometimes he uh, encounters real paranormal stuff that is pretty scary. So it just seems um, like if he was a DC or Marvel guy, he would turn into a dog. That's right, that exactly. Yeah, that would yeah, be yeah. his power. He's yeah. uh, yeah. dog-like. Dog, the, dog only th- yeah. the only thing that if you, you... I don't know if you can track down the movie or not with Brandon Routh, but um, the closest I can compare it to is like Constantine if it was not... Uh, if Constantine was just, you know, a normal guy instead right. of having powers. Uh, so that's probably about the closest I could compare it to. You know, I think very fondly on the Spawn-Batman crossover. That was like a few-issue thing. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. I like when they do that. You should you should do Dylan Dog for um, film sack. Exact. Well, it seems like yeah, Dylan yeah. Dog Dead of Night. Yeah, mm-hmm. Let's write that down. Huh. I'd be down with that. Uh, sounds great. Now, finally, uh, yes. let's talk about what you got going on this Wednesday morning. Part two of your mm-hmm. look at the DC implosion. Um, yep. People are saying very good things about this series. So oh, thank you. What's going on? There? Uh, yeah, you played the teaser last week, last Monday, after the show and everything, and I appreciate that. Sure. Uh, that was only the tip of the iceberg, because uh, in part one, which we released last week, we took a look at the DC Explosion, this plan by DC Comics to release 52 new comics, but at the same time, kind of radically change the price structure, the distribution model, and how stories were told, even though Marvel is kind of doing that already, but specifically the distribution model and the price structure of comics in the 1970s. And it was a huge, huge plan that never happened. Mm. Interesting. And so in part two, which is coming out this week, uh, we're going to look at one of the big factors that played a part in the DC implosion. All of these comics not getting uh, on the store shelves and in fact, DC ended up like canceling an additional 23 comics over the next year because of of these events. So, wow. Wow. Did they Yeah. Is any of that available now? Stuff like old like Yeah, so never... some of the they did do a run uh called uh, Cavalcade of Canceled Comics. Uh, they have uh, collected those in places where you can read some of those stories and they are pretty good. Um yeah. some of them never even got off the drawing table. So. Okay, interesting. That's fascinating yeah. stuff. Yeah, the the series is yeah. very good. Congratulations on winning uh, America's Next Top Podcaster Award for, uh, <laughs> for the fourth thank year. Thank you, thank you. Is there, yeah. there prize money involved? Yeah, a little bit of prize money. Buck 50. Buck 50. No, it's a lot great. of fun doing the research on this, and I think it's fascinating because it was like, I'm going to say like 10 years ago, I was interviewing comic book writer Mark Wade, mm. and he kept mentioning this DC implosion. I was like, well, what are you talking about? And he started talking about the story, which I kind of knew, but I didn't know one of the big reasons for why it happened. Yes, mm. there is some probably upper management uh, issues. David Sarnoff was still in charge of Warner at the time, and he was like, no, we need to cut 40% of this stuff. Knock it off. Um, but there's reasons why these things happen. Yeah. And it, it's kind of, I think the the thing that people want to be listening to is how much of this stuff that I am talking about has happened again and again and again and is currently happening right now. Mm. And I think that once you have a better understanding of the past and how we're just repeating a lot of these things in the past, the next time that something happens, a character is killed or a new miniseries or maxi series is released, that's a giant crossover. You know, you're not outraged by stuff, but you're sitting there going, oh, no, no they've done this I before. Mean, this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And so hopefully that'll make some sense to people. Too, yeah, so. do Love check it. it out, you guys. Uh, Majorspoilers.com. All the links you need are over there. Mm -hmm. uh, I mm -hmm. think you're going to enjoy it. So please do. So uh, Steve, Steven, I guess you. this is our last time we talked to Steven before. Last time Christmas. I'm talking to you guys for the rest of this year. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> That's crazy. And this is what you brought to us. Yeah, I know, right? right. <laughs> yeah. Vampires. Yeah. Dylan Dog. Dylan Dog. Dylan hey, I am contributing to the future success of Film Sack, right? That's right. <laughs> I totally are. And we absolutely should watch that. We also, should watch so it. I, since I'm not going to be able to talk to you guys until next year, and, yeah. and I know you're still getting over some, some throat issues there, Scott, yeah. I just want you, everybody who's listening to stay healthy and stay hydrated. Oh, I'll try oh, to do that. 2024, the year we stay hydrated. <laughs> Thanks, Stephen. Uh, all right, that is it for Stephen today. Until next year, I guess. It kind of feels yeah. weird. Got a quick uh, thing I want to read from a listener before we go. Uh, this came, I think, an email. Uh, it says hello, Scoot and Boogie. Apparently, McDonald's in Korea listens to the TMS for inspiration. The McDonald's hot dog snack wrap is only available in Korea. Thanks, Raymond. Baby, baby Yoda tea and the occasional Twitch drop in. <laughs> Uh, it, basically, it's a Doggerito. They're making it at. Uh, it totally is. Yeah. If, if we're McDonald's, yeah. I'm going to get one uh, somehow. Is there a photo? Yeah, You're going to have it shipped from Korea. Yeah, I got to I got to figure it out somehow. Some I like way. the fact that they've got bacon and lettuce. I mean, this. You know. Look at that. They've up. They've kind of upped your Doggerito game. That's true. The lettuce part definitely a pump up. Uh, bacon. I can't tell if that's cheese or what the sauce is that's in there. Some kind of. I don't know what that is. Sweet and soury thing. Yeah. Hard to say. But uh yeah, McDonald's just stealing my my wife's out of town food menu. What the hell. <laughs> anyway, thank you for that. We love it when we get you guys' emails and they come to us all the time at the morningstream at gmail.com. You can also text us at eight oh one four seven one zero four six two. We got more of that stuff lined up for the rest of this week. That is gonna do it for us today. Brian, let's get out of here. Do you have mute? You probably have a song you can just play. And then I have everyone a song hear it. that I can just play. And yeah. this one, I think this one, if if, if my notes are correct, uh, somebody sent this in August 21st, 2014, as a request for a TMS cover. So it's Whoa. almost nine years old. Actually, almost 10 years old, I should say. Over nine years old. Crazy. And if, if I'm reading it correctly, it's Phil, Lucky Phil from Sydney, Australia. You can tell <laughs> me if this is the same Phil. Uh, hey, Brian and Scott, uh, you just played a cover of this song recently, so understandable if uh, you don't want to play it for some time. But this is a cover by an Australian band, which was a big hit here in the 90s. To me, this is the definitive version of this song. Hubba hobo, hubba hogo, uh, Phil from Sydney, Australia. I can understand why you might take some time to play it, and here we are nine yeah. years later. Exactly. This is why, because we just played it then, and the nine-year statute of limitations on playing this song... <laughs> Is, uh, uh, is 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 good. Uh, here it is from where does it come from? It really, just came from the album of the same name, covering the song by Carly Simon that we finally figured out uh, who she wrote it about, and really didn't really care. Uh, this is the song "You're So Vain" by Chocolate Starfish. We'll see you got ew. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, caught me but off guard. It's a the, booty hole. Yeah, that's a booty. That, boy, girl, that's a booty hole. That's a booty hole. Uh, all right. There you go, then. I got a little hung up on that. Tomorrow, there's a new show. There's a new show Wednesday. Guess what? There's a new show on Thursday. There's a show every day this damned week and a play date on Friday. What the Play hell? date on Friday. A Christmas play date miracle. It is a miracle, really, truly. Uh, but we hope to see you guys for all of it, and we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> You walked in 
Get more at frogpants.com. Frosty, man, frosty. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.